welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun, an Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker recap podcast. Ah, well, here we are. We uh, waited until Sunday uh, after game night, and I'm joined here by Joseph, uh, my brother, who I think just said he took a little rip through uh, through game night while he was doing some work or some painting around the house. Uh, how uh, did you do that? You listened to a little bit of game night? I did the whole thing. I listened to the whole, whole thing. thing. I had the I put the stream up on my my uh, phone I was through the Patreon and I let it go. I you know I didn't stare at it, but it was there sitting there and while I was doing some painting and uh, you know what can I say? What uh, can you say? Well, let's it let's wasn't just... it wasn't the, my most favorite game night, but you know yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get let's... to it. Let's just let's just get game night out of the way up front. Actually, let's just because I watched it last night. I think that I would go ahead and agree with you and say that it wasn't the strongest or more sen- or most interesting game night. And I kind of want to get to the bottom of my thoughts on why that is. So my opinion is that leaving it completely up to trivia via the audience for the most part, besides like Doug's trailer game, which you know is kind of fun, but it. It's kind of like a Doug loves movies kind of a game. I feel like I've I feel like maybe Doug's either played that on on the on the Poundcast. Maybe he's played that game. Like him and Brent have played it or something. Um, or or I've heard or Doug loves movies like has that same exact game where you listen to a trailer and guess the thing. But besides that, couple of times they did that. It was literally just completely random trivia from the audience, which I guess can go one way or the other but i think that i think when they play it when they choose some sort of game or have a little something to to have along with that is maybe makes it for a more diverse enjoyable experience where there's some different stuff but just leaving it to the guys and just like all right all right what do you got for trivia and it's just like i don't know just trivia is just random trivia like that's kind of just not as exciting there's no not that I really care about who's winning or losing or whatever. It does lose a little bit of its kind of flavor when there's uh, no stakes at all. And it's just completely just like, meh. You know what I mean? It was definitely uh, a blah sort of listening experience of just like the trivia was all over the place and not, you know, the best. And uh, mostly, you know, a lot of people were, were, you know, they were commenting like these are all Tim questions, and they pretty much were. And mm-hmm. you know, I I felt you know like it was a slog. It was just like there wasn't any real funny bits. There wasn't like <laughs> any standout moments of like Tim doing like a big impression or like it was just sort of like them hanging out and just being themselves, which is fine. But it it felt you know that's about all it felt like, and not an actual exciting funny thing you know just sort of being there i agree i think the laughs were pretty low it was pretty low key i didn't really take notes or anything because i was was kind of waiting for some sort of you know big standout kind of moment or memorable like oh well we'll never forget that moment on game night when they did this or that it just didn't really ever get to that place um 
Everyone seemed very amused with themselves, at, you know, in the moment. <laughs> and, um, you know, they were all laughing a, a real lot at each other. But, you know, as far as like, you know, if you're a Zoomer, you're probably very excited to be on there and like give it to them or, you know, let them give it to you. And like that whole give and take is probably something for them to be feeling like it's going well. But just, you know, as someone who's having it to listen to, I, you know, it wasn't the best one. And I, you have said, you know, what you think, why it could be. Well, I, I tend to agree with that. I think bring some stakes to the games, maybe try a Pictionary, try one of these games that Doug yeah. wanted to play and, and, and get you, you know, interested a little bit in something new to bring to the table on, on a game night. I also think when the audience is involved in the game more so than them being, you know, what happens when they're when they're asking questions? Now you're leaving like basically the host of game night up to the audience, which is like just kind of a tough spot to be in. That you know they can't always hear. There was problems with like who got it right. There, everybody's yelling, and it's just like you know there was just some like just some kind of you know sort of patches that were kind of up and down. I think you know it was, it was fun to just have on. Like I had it on. It was just like. It kind of feels like you're just hanging out with some pals, having it in the background on a Friday night or a Saturday night when you're just hanging out kind of during these COVID times. I think it's a nice just thing to kind of have on. But if we're going to be like critiquing these guys' things and things that they do. But yeah, if we're going to be critiquing the stuff that these guys do, I'd say this one wasn't a huge noteworthy uh, event. And it was kind of short. Tim had to go... um, and like you said, no, no, not, a, not a lot of like funny impressions or, or bits or, or much. They tried to do the, um, I guess we'll get to this in a little bit, but they tried to do the, uh, they forgot in after hours, to, they were going to do the City of the Day sponsors that didn't make it, you know, the dump pile. And they did even that. That, that, yeah, even that kind of fell flat and was just like, it seemed like nobody was even kind of really interested in doing it. You know, it was like, well, I had one and, you know, Doug was... There was some funny interactions with Doug saying, like, oh, we'll just do this, and then Tim will just dunk on it, you know, and it's just like, okay, there's a reason why this stuff didn't get, you know, chosen, and it's because it wasn't that good, and so nobody really wanted to defend anything real hard, and, you know, it was just, like, a little little defensive, maybe, and less, like, fun than I would have expected. Even doing the bit just right now, they didn't want, they weren't interested in doing it, and it was kind of half-assing, like, even explaining any of them, and... I was curious. I, I mean, it felt like Doug was wanted to share some of that stuff, and it was already just being like, "No, let's not even do that because these yeah, there aren't was... very good, or we couldn't." Um, you know, I, Doug was brought up like two, and they both did mention real products, like the tire one or like the the Red Bull snoring Red Bull. Like, I can see the point of why. Yeah, don't bring real products to the table, but. The idea, the concept, could have been hashed out, I guess. And It seemed like nobody was interested in, like, getting... Like, they brought up the topic, and you'd assume, okay, they're doing this thing. Let's, like, get into a little bit, make some jokes around it. It's very much like... Not to compare it to the Poundcast, but the Poundcast does a lot of that, where they just bring up a silly thing, and then they, like, go deep they on it. You know riff. what I mean? Just, like, they really, really just... Okay, okay, like, like let's, not, let's not let this die. Like, let's... If we're going to say, okay, snortable things, like, uh, you know, how come nobody does snorts anything? You know, like, that could be, you feel like you could talk about that for 10 minutes of joking around and maybe get some laughs out of that. And it seemed like, I don't know, for whatever reason, nobody wanted to dig into much. It was just like, all right, another question, you know, just 
weird pacing, but whatever. Let's let's move on to the show um, from Thursday, uh, March 11th, 3-11. They didn't touch the 3-11, the band, you know, kind of joke. I don't think they did. Not that I recall, um, but 3-11 day, the band 3-11, sometimes that's, you know, they had Slipknot on. It's kind of that same sort of wheelhouse of you know, corny bands. Um, but yeah, Tim started the show with a like a low energy kind of NPR, you know, you know, style opening, um, which was different, you know, but I think it kind of, uh, you know, it definitely sets the tone. I mean, it does. Like when he starts the show and he's like, come on, you know, and he's yelling and and like it gets honestly like that choice, that simple little choice of how much energy am I going to bring to the opening of this show sort of sets the, uh, sets the pace for the show. So, um, yeah, when it wasn't there, when he didn't have like, yeah, we're gonna have a good show today, and yeah, like, come on, mother, you know, like all the you know excitement that is usually there when he just gave the NPR like, okay, and like lays it all yeah, out. Yeah. It was very like, oh, this is so not what anyone wants. You know? <laughs> he totally missed it uh, as he was doing it, and he made the point perfectly. Uh, well yeah. Yeah, so that was a funny kind of different way to start. We have Al Pacino, weird Al Pacino in the studio, um, which is always fun. We love Chris Bagnell. He's uh, he's very funny. Um, did you listen to the pod, Chino? I did. I listened to it. Um, it was uh, pretty funny. It was silly and it was funny. Uh, you know, it went on a little bit of, you know, it wasn't overly... Um, innovative stuff but it was it was funny and uh his impression is is really close to old guy al pacino so i like it yeah he does this like very like yeah he does the old guy al pacino and doesn't i think he kind of actually struggles with like al angry al pacino you know what i mean like the screaming like tim always wants him to get to that place where he's like come on give me the Give me the Serpico, give me the, uh, you know, the Scarface, give me like the, rah, you know, like the crazy yelling. And he's always like, oh, he has the one, he has the voice like, you know, he has like the actual, what Al Pacino would be like out of character. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what, like how Al Pacino would really talk in real life, which I think is almost funnier. Like obviously Al Pacino in real life isn't yelling and saying, you know, like that's not how he talks. <laughs> I so. think I completely agree with like the the choice of not making him do the woohas and not do the big loud getting loud because I feel like that's the go to everyone wants to do the impression of that. But the fact that he's got the low key El Pacino down pretty good is yeah yeah is more funny to me because and he does know a lot of like strange you know uh, references and trivia about El who he would be with on certain movies and that's uh-huh. what's funny like to me is he can usually go with any sort of thing coming at him about any movie and when he doesn't when he does get stumped that's where it, it sort of came up in the show i think like tim yeah somebody some zoomer brought up a thing and he's like oh actually i don't know if i was yeah, in that movie with that was person. i was i in a movie with tom cruise i'm not sure <laughs> i don't think he was i don't but, remember yeah. um yeah, and but, some of those, and I think some of those, he's just completely making up, but he's just good at like dropping random ass names of like fake agents and just like managers. And oh, I was having lunch with you know, 
David, you know, just like just total bullshit. I'd imagine a lot of that stuff is maybe some of it's true or like real, but like either way, he plays it off in a very, uh, you know, really, he does a really good job with all of that. And, not uh, checking. Yeah, I'm not checking on all that stuff, but I feel like some of the movies he does know and it were accurate. So, yeah, yes, definitely. Um and he'll, he'll, he always just throws in weird stuff. Like if somebody tosses him a weird question like about Keanu Reeves or something, he'll on the spot think of a bizarro thing about Keanu Reeves on the set of Devil's Advocate. You know, just like some weird stuff. So, uh, yeah, so Bagnell, that's the Bagnell review. He, he's he's always a welcome, uh, welcome addition to the show. Um, we celebrated the anniversary of the eight-hour episode um, which is a year ago, if you could believe that. Do you remember watching that? Did you yeah, watch or I, listen to that? Or? I, I, that was one that I, you know, it, it was another session of where it would be like a game night where I'd put it on and I'd be doing something else while that was going on. But yeah. it was such a long day. I actually it was like, I turned it on at work and I had it on and then I came home and I like had to rewind and go back. And uh-huh. so, yeah, I did that whole eight hour day with, with them pretty much. Yeah. And it was great. You know, I, I have fond memories of it. I feel like that's maybe why they had Al Pacino on. I think he was on there too for that yeah. one. And um, the, uh, I think the, it's interesting. They're talking about if they were wearing masks or like what the, you know, the, they're like, I think they were pounding fists, not really going for full handshakes. It wasn't quite hysteria yet. It was like, it was a couple of days before I remember like, if, if, it, if it was exactly a year, then it would have been the 11th. I don't know the exact day of the eight-hour episode, but I think it was one or two days after that that everything went to complete shit. Like Early on, early on, they weren't saying wear masks. They were they didn't really know. And there was yeah, they were, more, like, they were more hard up on surfaces than they were even masks. The surfaces was huge. The touching each other and the washing your hands, I feel like, was, was big. Yeah, and I, I remember... Was, um, there was a little bit of time in between when mask you know, masks became the thing. And, uh, yeah. So yeah. if they weren't wearing masks, it's just like, yeah, it sounds crazy that they would all be in that room together. How lucky they were not to have had it yet or passed it. And that's their sure. scenario. Just, yeah. Pass it to a whole, whole superstar room of, uh, super spreader uh, heroes, super yeah. spreader event. Um, and it's, it's very interesting to think of how far we've come in the show in one year since that episode that episode was the first episode that matt produced and that's kind of why he was brought in to help with that and now if you just look at that show and how what it looked like or like shows around that time before and now to what it's become now really quite uh you know quite a progression um in the course of a year of like how much office hours has you know just I don't know. I mean, I, I obviously, because I, I'm doing a show about it, um, that was the show uh, where I had the initial idea of, you know what, I want this show is getting to, a, you know, you know, after that show, like, I think they even felt the energy themselves and they were like starting to take it to the next level. And uh, that was around the time I was like, this, this is pretty deserving of um, its own little uh, recap bit, but. It's good. It's it's been a, been a wild year. Um, yeah, all the shows before that were noteworthy, but like you know, riddled with technical difficulties and lots of like similar th- problems of like, what are we gonna choose? What are we gonna do? And then that show was like, 
we've got all the people together we got the the you know the setup and you know let's go with it go with these ideas the matt producer you said had come in and everyone was um coming together at the same time for the idea of like this is we're gonna be locked down like let's just do this and you know not really know exactly how serious it's gonna be or you know see where it goes and it's turned into like yeah now they're they're doing it for real like patreon supporters are all there and you know why would you ever feel like it would it wouldn't be worth doing except maybe you know you can go outside again and you can <laughs> join rejoin society and so maybe that's when this experiment you know go falls away but who knows we'll we'll see what happens well, i guess well doug had mentioned on the poundcast that he was you know they were kind of having a little discussion about you know an interesting discussion about like i think you know some people are going to miss this this period of just being able to kind of stay at home and have not a lot of pressure to go out and do things because you know because you're not supposed to but he had said you know i would like to would like to go on like an office hours tour you know so it sounds like they have maybe talked about that have it doing an office hours live live show um at some point which that would be cool they definitely did talk about it throughout the the year i mean it was brought up like hey maybe we can come down to like when you know seattle was having like uh yeah or oregon or all the different places were having these uprisings in the summer like they're like we should go there you know and i feel like uh it, it could be where the show hasn't what the show hasn't done yet is gone off on location somewhere so yeah, I think that that could be very cool, and I think once things open up and that that kind of door is opened up to kind of take the show on the road, and like you know, instead of a okay, we're gonna have this special you know whatever Patreon reward for this many people, like we're gonna do this or that, like in Tim's you know studio, be like, okay, for this episode we're gonna go to this cool location and do it on a set, you know, on a little you know makeshift set or whatever, and film it an interesting way or, or whatever, and just have you know, maybe a, some live fans and, you know, there's the possibilities. The fact that they have only been able to do this the way they've been able to do it is almost like they've saved up a year's worth of ideas that they could have gone through that are like, okay, now we've done enough of those. Now it's like we're just free to do a bunch of other stuff. And the fact that people just keep growing and liking it is just going to make it, I don't know, it's exciting. It's exciting to think that there's a lot more to be had in this world um, once we're kind of freed from the shackles of uh, this virus um but big announcement back to the show big announcement one that i know you must have been excited for i was very excited to see the hot head hotline very nice finally they've done it they've listened to the demands of the audience and gotten us a random phone line which i really think i mean there was a couple classics already couple weird moments um but i mean i just think the possibilities once they figure out exactly the tech stuff it's gonna be good man it's gonna be good you could already tell people were hiding even though the even though the the bits were kind of lame and doug was kind of like this is just people like calling in with their like bad jokes that like they would never do if you called on a zoom that's gonna lead to some good stuff it will i i i think and it's definitely i mean we start with cave boy if you just want to get right to cave boy uh, well, perfect example I, of like a what is this like what I, I want to say this? before you get to Cave Boy I would say 
Tim seemed like he was for it, but then he was immediately like, you know, see, this isn't going to work out. And he wanted to bash it immediately and, and bring it down. And I feel like Matt's just like, let's give it a chance, you know, like, let's see what happens. And, you know, and then by the end of it, you know, he's saying it's the best part of the show. So it's like, you know, everyone wants to be hard on things. When, like, I feel like it's patient. Tim could be a little bit you know, close-minded to change and, like, you know, doesn't want to give in to, like, these ideas that are possibly good ideas. So uh, props to Matt for bringing that to the table and, and forcing them to go through with it. I feel like it, it probably will be a standard part of the show that will lead to lots more things that, that you know, Zoom, you know, doesn't bring, you know. it, Cave Boy, you know, yeah. get into it. Cave Boy, I mean, Cave Boy is just the beginning, but you can see that, I don't think the Hothead Hotline, all the calls were a home run, but there was just there's definitely just the ability to be able to bail on somebody is so much greater. And this is a thing on Zoom, and this is especially a thing on game night. They get somebody on game night, and even if they're a dud, they feel obligated to just hang with them for a few extra minutes. And mm-hmm. it's like, ugh, I just want to dust this guy. Like You could tell within two seconds this person is... You know, just just for whatever reason, it's not very nice for me to say that, but that's just the way you feel. Well, Hot they're, Patri- they're Patreon people, so like they're paying to be there. Yes, in a way. Yes. So, so you can't, yeah, you can't do that. So, but the Hothead Hotline, this is you can't assume these are Patreon people. You got to assume these are just whoever, and you got to know that if you're calling on that line, that you can, you know, you can be you harsher. Can, yes, you can just, yes. You can drop somebody immediately. You know, and uh, yeah, and it's almost like the Zoom would be. Now the Zoom could be used as a, all right, give me give me a nice Zoomer. You know, like, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? Change, a, change of pace. Yeah, person. yeah. Like, give me a hey, nice we, Zoomer. we need encouragement, know? so we'll go to the Zoom. But that's why I feel like game night suffers, because it's just like, ugh. Zoom people are just Zoom people, and they're not, they don't bring any pizzazz to any of the, you know, they're just these low-key people that are super fans, and, like, that's all it's going to be. So, yeah, you know. It leads to very low energy outcomes. Uh, so the question of the day was um, <laughs> the question of the day. Vic asked what the question of the day was. Uh, seen any good movies recently? <laughs> was the question of the day. Um, interesting choice. Uh, you know, I thought this was just a. I thought that was like okay. This is just a joke. I didn't really think they wanted people to call in and talk about what movies they've seen recently. That seemed like a. A little bit of a troll, kind of, you know, but people did, and um, um, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe you asked that question because you want to get some some scoops. You want to get like maybe told about a movie you haven't heard of and get like a good, you know, nerd. Yeah, to explain is that, it all to you. A is little that bit. what you want on your main office hours show? Is like, yeah, I saw this really. Yeah, this movie's really good. You got to see it. Like that just doesn't. It's not well, making. I mean, Al Pacino talked about uh, Nomad Land. That's worst case scenario. That's worst case scenario that someone just says exactly like a boring description of a movie. But maybe you get a few film students or like people that have some good scoops. on I know, but it's just that's this isn't the show for that. I mean, you want to go hear about good movies, you listen to something else. You don't listen to Office Hours to get. And I do feel like the when Tim asks on Twitter or on the Patreon and he says, "Hey, guys, send me some recommendations." Sure, do it there. and I honestly don't even, I think that this might have been, I don't know. Because somebody did answer and said no. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's the way to respond to the question of the day. Just a yes or no. <laughs> have you seen any good movies recently? Yes. Okay, moving on. 
Uh, Doug brought up a movie called Super Fast, which is a Fast and the Furious send up done by the guys who like wrote Scary Movie and you know kind of all those. That sounds off. amazing. I would watch that immediately because I love those bad like parody movies that seem like they're for every single movie being made and yeah they come out and they're they they actually provide so many laughs like those ones that are just like where did this come from like i'd never heard about this coming out and i've watched a ton of those of from the different ones from like harry potter to like the paranormal activity ones and i just feel yeah. like uh with if the wayne's brothers are involved it's always a treat and uh i i, I would I'm say sure. that they provide a lot of laughs and uh doug's probably right on with that mm-hmm. um we'll just get to the city of the day i mean somebody called about first kiss <laughs> sorry no 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 that, that that's that's good i i would th- I, I agree i want to check that out i'm just looking at my notes and saying do i want to talk about tim and their first, I was thinking the like, first kiss story in this you know i was thinking you're gonna say hey so did you see any good movies and i was thinking i haven't watched any good movies <laughs> uh, lately and i tried to watch a movie last night and totally fell asleep so I fell yeah. asleep watching Minari last night, which is the uh, the A twenty four movie about the Korean family that's living in the you know I don't even I think down south or something and so some weird ass I don't know I fell asleep but it it seemed nice it seemed like uh, like I would probably like to get through it I saw Nomadland did you see that I, I did see that but uh, I I fell asleep watching Swallow on Showtime. I got a free trial of Showtime and Ooh. movie about a, a girl who likes to swallow things because she Ooh. just like inanimate things. She's drawn to it and has like sort of like a, a mental thing going on. And uh, mm-hmm. I'd say I'm was enjoying it until I dozed off. But yeah, give, give that a watch possibly. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> no, no, it it, it it seems like it's it was about to get really good, but I, we'll never I know. Did, I fell asleep, so we'll check in next week. I'll tell you about Minari. Swallow, about swallow. Uh, city of the day was Fort Myers, Florida, which I've just spent some time there recently. I flew in and out of there. Um, sponsored by the Toilet Kiln for influencers. Um, okay, you know, this one's pretty, like, pretty on the nose, um, you know, turning your shit into sellable merch, you know, for influencers, like, like he said the I crowd have, wasn't loving it, like, I, I have to say, when, when it was read off, it went by sort of quick, and I, I didn't, like, it didn't hit me, like, immediately, and then seeing the, like, the, the artwork for it, at, like, then it was just like, man, that is brilliant, because, it says like if you pee in there, like you'll get electric. Don't pee in there, you'll get electrocuted. Like it felt like one of those, you know, um, things that you'd see on Tim and Eric Awesome Show, like where just a lot of thing is like the presentation of it, and you have to let it sink in a little bit more. And the whole idea of like your your disgusting diarrhea, your shit is like put into a kiln and and saved and hardened, and then like your it's like your avant garde sort of assemblage of you know I, I just the whole idea of it was really funny and creative and uh, it went well, by too fast for I anyone thought to the, laugh at it I think it was I mean for me I think it just felt like a little bit I don't want to say easy but it's just like it's very much a social 
just like, oh, okay, so influencers, they're just selling shit. Everybody just sells shit. And, like, we're at the point of the world right now where we're just buying shit. Anything that some dickhead makes, just everybody's just shitting out content, shitting out stuff, and we're all just buying it. And, like, that, that concept being so on the nose with this... Um, yes, but you know, it, but it's but still the, fun. I mean, it's still fun. Like you said, the imagery of like the little trophy-looking, you know, turds on like gold, you know, gold turds, made but, it more funny. And the name wasn't great. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I I don't. I just love the imagery of all of it. And like just seeing like the picture of the ad for this kiln and yeah. I I what you're saying? Yes, you could get you know big-minded about all of it and think about it in that way and as you sh- probably should but uh yeah it worked i'm just and i, I want why it, just, it didn't hit the it didn't uh go into the the dustbin of bad you know uh-huh bad i think ones okay i think this would kind of be fun now let's let's guess i don't know who will answer this for us maybe someday we can find out who do you think came who's do you think that was of the of the four boys the toilet kiln for influencers. Who, if you had to guess, whose do you think it was? Uh, Tim. Tim. Okay. I was gonna say either Matt or Tim. Maybe Matt. Only because I think Matt is. I mean, Tim's very involved in social media, but Tim is also like very much. I think Matt's in there in the social media world, like trying to hawk office hours. And maybe sees it from a certain point of view, where Tim's actually out there on Twitter interacting like a fucking maniac, like constantly. Like Tim is one of the most avid Twitter guys that I follow. Like, and I'm you know of of the whatever thousand people I follow, Tim is like on Twitter all the time. So for him to like have a thing about that's kind of like a social media kind of pop shot at like influencer, like you know, I, I wonder, I wonder. Could even be Vic. I don't think it was Doug. I would say definitely not Doug. Um, Doug is, I would guess, would be something more. Um, but yeah, because it's poop too, like that. Uh, you know, obviously. I guess because it's poop, and Tim yeah. immediately was like, "Oh, low bar, are you guys trying to get me in trouble?" As if he didn't just come up with that himself. Like I thought uh-huh. that was definitely <laughs> a uh, a line that he would say because he came up with it, and he would want to blame somebody else for like. A low bar humor joke, and uh, he's the one who would do it. And that would be a joke for the rest of the guys, you know. Yeah. That, okay, I see what you mean. So you're I reading. Mean, that, you're that, you're that's reading not into the it. whole reason why. I th- I just also think it just sounds like his sense of humor. Like that's yeah. That, that's right on with what his mind's coming to. Um. So there's some little thing about all gas no breaks where Tim is not involved. But he did mention that him and Eric are doing something with the All Gas No Breaks guy, which is interesting. And then they brought up the Jay Johnston thing. Um, did you hear about this? Did you see yeah, this I on did. Twitter? <laughs> I, uh, I heard about it. I Tim uh, the Rat. That day, <laughs> yeah, that day t- when I heard like or saw the Patreon blog about it or like the post yeah. about it, I like went on Twitter and like looked at all the the Pictures, backlog yeah. of the Twitter stuff and the picture and. Uh, I was, you know. What do you think? You think Tim should stay out of this stuff? This, again. No, I don't. You don't. Okay. For me, I mean, not that I think he should or he shouldn't. Again, this is just Tim out of control on Twitter 
just nonstop tweeting. He cannot help himself but get involved with everybody all the time on there. Um, where it's at some point, you know, he was like, oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't be tweeting. Like, I'm not the authority. Why did I get myself to? It's like he does things and he immediately regrets them, but he just cannot help himself. Like, I'm going to jump in and say, holy shit, it's this guy, you know. And listen, he's he's from Mr. Show. I mean, he does happen to be like, if I had to say the creepy one, maybe, would be like, he is kind of like a creepy guy from, from Mr. Show. He's not like the, almost every other person's kind of like a fun, fuzzy, kind of, you know, lovable actor that, you know, you've seen move on, like Paul F. Tompkins and just some of these other guys that have moved on to other stuff, uh... He just, for whatever reason, you haven't really seen him in much ever again, and it just was kind of a he, weird, gawky kind of a strange man. You know, he sort of like got with. Um, I feel like that John Ennis and him were like a duo somehow, like you know, doing things together a little bit or getting linked together as in such things. But I haven't seen either of those guys in very much, and I assume they were back for like the, the reboot of. Mr. Show, I can't remember, but um, yeah, you know, I I lovingly think back to the Mr. Show things that I like, and he was like a big part of a lot of the comedy in that. You know, yeah, him the, falling the, over and knocking over the thimbles. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like that's a, the most brilliant thing you know I've ever seen. And that's but that is funny because of his weird gawky giant body. Like it is like because of the way his like he stands and you know dude does that bit uh you know but i think actually that the comedy comes from the other dude that's like you know like you know nervously watching it happen again but um yeah sure. interest it's kind of strange i mean very, very strange that this guy has obviously got himself brainwashed i mean it's possible it happens to people i mean it happened to our father um, people get brainwashed, and it's a powerful thing. It is a powerful thing. You, you, you can't underestimate the Internet and the the things that you read and the QAnon stuff. Like, uh, It's powerful. People just keep reading it, and you, you just tend to follow. If you follow all these same people on Twitter and you keep hearing them say that something is, that the other side is all lying and they're the ones that are corrupt and they're, you know, and if that sinks into your brain, uh, it's a powerful thing that, like, I can't, I almost, you know, I wish that I could just say, um, fuck them, they're idiots for believing that. But I do just think that at this point, it the, the side that's trying to do the brainwashing is doing a decent job at it. Like, they're doing a pretty good job, um, which sucks. And I don't, I don't think that the way that, the other side of the thing does things always helps that they're, they're always getting kind of, you know, a little bit busted for this or that. And that like just fuels the little bit of fire that's needed from that other side for people to go complete fucking conspiracy theorist. And it's a shame, but it exists. And, you yeah. know, I'm surprised there yep. isn't even more. I mean, this is like kind of maybe even the, the one I wouldn't even call this guy a celebrity, but like not many people in the Hollywood kind of uh, realm are, you know, it's you like got him your James and Woods and you got a couple of your other baby boomer type slubs. That yeah. Are, you got James Woods the, and um, what's Dobby, his face? You know. Yeah. Um, Robert Dobby. And uh, what's his face? Uh, who Trump gave him like the medal of honor or whatever. Uh, what's his face? Um, either way. I, you know, yeah. 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 Uh, we don't have to go into that. No, I, I feel like it's, it's definitely terrible. 
and yeah it, there's not much to say or do i mean people just got to throw their hands up and say yeah i don't know what to say or do about yeah people being brainwashed by utter fucking fools and horrible people trying to make a buck off dumb people I, I, you know what are you gonna do um so so right when tim so tim at this point after this all gas no breaks jay johnson bit he goes back to the hothead hotline He's calling it a big bust. He's already bagging it, like you mentioned. But suddenly we have a weird child-sounding strange voice on the line. And they're going into a bit where they say they're a caveman. And it's just weird. And it's like, what a strange choice. And what do you know? What comes out is we get Cave Boy out of this. Uh, we get Cave Boy Gold, who I think by the end of the call, I was super pro Cave Boy. I like the sound of his little boyish voice. Um, some of his responses were just, you know, like, what do you eat down? You know, like he had little things to say. I eat berries and I order pizzas. Like, it's just strange. Uh, he sounded total- like a, a, a true, you know, fan of the whole world here, but also a boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Again, here we go. If we would have seen this weird child, like this person probably would have never called in because they maybe, I don't know if their face matches. I don't even know. I don't know if there's a voice thing. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. I don't know what's going on. I, I guess it is a boy. Is, is that good for boy voice? Like, uh, yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> but also his, his you know, responses were very boy-like. You know, yeah. not, not being so sure of but how to I, answer things. Like, but where does that boy come from? I mean, this is exactly why Hothead Hotline is a home run. And I hope I hope that, like, more people don't try to call in with strange-ass bits like that. Like, that isn't really – we don't want that all the time. And I think the show kind of suffered from that. Doug pointed out that it was just, like, everybody's just calling and calling with their trashy-ass bits that are just, like, kind of terrible which you, you so want it, some of those. You can you can hang up on those people, and it still is something better than yeah, it's something yeah. different than I shouldn't say better. I'll say something different than the Zoom people that are there for just sitting there and like watching from that point of view, or like they're actually ready to have something to say, which is few and far between. So I tell um, you what, I'm I'll tell you what, it is tempting. I saw that number coming along, which I wrote down. I was tempted because now. Now there's now that you're like tempted like to call in just to fuck with stuff. If I'm being tempted by that and I do a show about this show and like I'm kind of like involved with these guys a little bit, if I'm tempted, you know that just lots of people are tempted out there to call just to fuck a bit fuck hey, around. I mean, all you got to do is if you're going to pretend to be somebody, know something about the thing you're going to pretend to be. Don't be a schlub that is just like, "Hey, I'm this, but I have no you know, recourse with you about that. Yeah, I mean, or it seems or such like, a simple thing to do. I just think like what I'm, what I'm thinking is like you could just call up just to like, you know, the things that are gonna set Tim off. Call in just to get him riled. You know, just like I have that urge a little bit when I see that hotline. I'm just like, oh, let's let's get Tim fucking fired up. Like, okay, you can call and just whatever. Whether you troll him with some stuff about you know whatever just some hot take that like makes one of his opinions look bad or you, there's so many so many ways you could go to get Tim fired up so many ways you could yeah go. well sometimes he's not open to being so fired up or worked up you know he you know anyone who wants to give him I know, the business but, is a little too polite about it and well that's why I, way that's why I think him. yeah there's a thing there's a hothead hot the hothead hotline and sometimes when you're too 
they'll get they'll get they'll hang up on you kind of quick. You know, it's just it's all got to fall together. But I think the possibilities are very, very, uh, very good here to keep that going. So highly recommend to keep hot hotline going. Um, I like not, that they called it Hothead Hotline because yeah, they know what they're asking for. Like, yeah, of course they call it that. They're like, call in, like, don't, don't, call don't it use this. Line. Yeah, don't, don't use this line for that. Use this line to hide behind your, you know, hide behind the picture, not have to show your face, and just be a prick. Um, and you know, if if it is something that is just like people are striking out on bit after bit, like so be it. it it's just something else to do, and that's what we're, the show is missing. That's. That's so yeah, okay. Up. So for instance, somebody called up. Here's an example of kind of a bad one that wasn't really funny or anything. Somebody called up and was saying that Al looks like Tom Petty. He's like, "Oh, you guys have Tom Petty on the show. Uh, I'd love. Uh, I want to re- request free falling for him to play free falling. Like, he just had a take that wasn't very funny. Um, you know, it was just kind of dicey. Another guy called up and said, you know. A guy called up and he's talking about eight-legged freaks, you know, that movie. and Yeah. You know, that led to some strangeness, and, and he got dumped, but, like... If there was a way to get, like, two lines, so you don't have to sit through the, you know, the... Like, let's try to get somebody else. Oh, it's going to voicemail. Like, work out yeah, the kinks yeah. of all... Yeah, no, like no, sure, inner, for sure. For know. sure. The kinks shall be worked out. I, I, I fully think that they'll figure that out. And they might even have to have a, have a guy... Uh, this normally screen. probably would be Matt, but yeah, you need to screen calls and say, what do you got? You put them on hold and you say, all right, we got Jimmy on line one and like have them ready to go. I mean, that's that's just how it's done. I mean, that that's how a call-in show works. And that's yeah. how, now that they're becoming a, a big enough show where this many thousands of people are calling and, and watching. It was, it was brought up on game night. Like, I don't want to hear the word mute where I'm putting, I'm muting this, muting that. Like all the back, you know, behind the scenes talk, like I know it, it it's hard to do. Because you're to have you know people. Yeah, you gotta mute your stream. It's true, but it's it's hard to figure out these zooms. Like I know people are put in the spot, and it'd be nice not to hear all that, but it's also keeps it in the real world of you know technology not working good, and you know um, I I think if you the potential is good, and they'll probably work out the kinks, like you say, and um, I've been looking forward to it. They must. They must. They got to get Wes on the line. They just got to get like probably one other kind of PA or intern that's screening calls. I mean, that's you know, it's just got to be but, done. But they got to be in touch with. They know what's what's good to put out there. Yeah. Like. Or yeah. Or I mean, sorry, Matt. Maybe you have to have Matt more on that and have. I don't know. Just have like Tim do the zooms and Matt do the calls or something. Like I know Matt's kind of taking care of a lot of things at once, and maybe that's not. Unless there's just like a, okay, if we're going to go to Hothead Hotline, let me line up a few while you guys are ramping, you know, like take a 10 minute chunk and, you know, Matt can say to himself, okay, I'm going to jump on the Hothead Hotline, answer some they, calls, they, put them on need, hold. What they need, Mike, is you. They need you. They need yeah, to hire you yeah. as coming in to screen the calls for Tim because you know what gets Tim riled up and you're just like. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, that's, that's my new job. Yeah. I'll, hire, I'll, hire, I'll just throw it out there, you know. Yeah. I I Mike, could use it. I need, an, a, in, I need an intern. I need an internship really bad. I really need a job. I don't have enough jobs going on right now i need to go uh, you'll do it through zoom you'll just be taking <laughs> phone calls through the zoom you'll be the inside man yeah on the outside yeah you know if that was easy enough i don't think it would be unfortunately um we had mr bald call in beeps and i wrote the beeps and bops are back i started hearing those skype calls and you could hear 
noises that kind of reminded me of some good old beeps and bops, which are fun. But we had an interesting call uh, from a Mr. Bald, they called him, which was kind of rude. Uh, <laughs> cl- classic Tim. Matt is always calling out t- Tim on his like immediate... He just sees the Zoom thing and cannot help but say something about people's appearance. And it's like, dude, <laughs> it's like such a cheap fucking... Oh, let's look at this guy. Like, this guy's kind of weird looking. <laughs> just like, oh, my God, that's horrible thing to, you know, just like you don't have to do that. Another problem with the Zooms. But and these people are fans. You know, you're talking about Patreon members and stuff like. And Mr. Bald had brought a lot to the table. I felt like his. his yes. Was a good no, OK. Call. Sure. OK. So I'm going to get into that. Yeah. Doug said it was one of the best Zoomers they've ever got. I agreed. He was an interesting guy. Um, You know, and uh, he's talking about this animal cognition thing and. You know that was a good bit. Um, what it what it does do is it represents like, hey, smart people watch this show and are interested and are yes. paying attention. So that's good on you. Yes, that's it does point that out, and it did give you some interesting things about animals that I hadn't really thought of that got my mind working in an interesting way. And I really thought they had the most. They had the most setup transition here if you've ever had one in the history of transitions. They go from a guy talking about birds to Andrew Bird. Oh my god, it's right there in your fucking face, everybody. What is happening? There's literally birds chirping on this guy's call. And that transition was not made? I mean, Unbelievable. They, they were doing like bird drops in the back. Like, I, it was like admitted to doing I know. bird drops because he didn't, was getting right for Andrew Bird. I don't know. It might they have been he knew like something. You know, Andrew Bird was announced ahead of time. You know, it, the I, the chances of it coming together like that though are very not, well. The, not the great. chances the chances that that coming together and then it not being pointed out like there instead there was just like a a very just like simple just like no. Oh, and up next we have uh, Jimbo Mathis and Andrew Bird behind the scenes. Does Matt like talk to that guy and and does that guy tell him I like you know. Uh, I'm an animal, you know, I don't know. No, nobody's nobody's being screened. Like we just said, nobody knows anything. This is just a random thing. Okay, Andrew Bird here. Let's moving on here. We're going a little long. Andrew Bird and Jimbo Mathis. I sent you this little record. Did you get a chance to listen to any of that? Yeah, I listened to some of that record and very nice, very Very beautiful. Andrew Bird, uh, I have a little history of his other albums, uh, notably the whistling albums and, you know. Yeah, all that whistling. I found this coincidental, Joe. Let me know if you're going to catch this connection. What music did I use on last week's episode of We Like Having Fun? See, Do you know what music I used? I don't know. Very strong Andrew Bird connection. Yeah, I couldn't uh, tell you. It was, I used the music of Dosh. Oh, okay, yeah. Dosh, who has albums with Andrew Bird and like went on tour with Andrew Bird and they performed together. Was as... Andrew Bird part of that Dosh like collective thing that we saw when when Dosh was first starting out? Like or was he in Andrew Bird with Andrew Bird? Like I can't remember that. Well Dosh was when we first saw Dosh, I mean we first saw Dosh open up for Y in right, Toronto but... in two thousand and two. And, yes. and it was just him with a drum set. And we've seen him a few other times, I think, after that. But many years later, not many years, but maybe five or six years after that, Andrew Bird found Dosh. And I think he was like, we can just go tour just me and you because Andrew Bird's talented enough to use the whistling and the loops. and. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of is is um, Fog. 
Fog and Fog, Dash. yes, yes. Yeah, fog and Dash. Thing. Yes, Fog and Dash were a thing as well. I think Dash was the drummer in Fog, and then he went yeah. solo. I saw Fog, and I saw Dash like do all his whole thing. And Andrew Bird probably doesn't fit into that world exactly, but he comes from this no. you know, lineage of musicians, and or maybe not lineage, but uh, just tapped into like this Appalachia, you know. This, yeah, this. it was a night. Nice, it was an interesting like pull for Andrew Bird to get Dash. To be on hit, to be performing with him and stuff, and it made, but it made perfect sense. It was like because Dosh obviously alone can do a whole can sound like a full band with his loops and stuff. Andrew mm-hmm. Bird was kind of doing similar, you know, kind of a virtuoso style stuff where he's like can play all these different instruments and mm-hmm. so it was a good a good match. Um, so anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up, but. Uh, yeah, Jimbo Mathis and Ant- I didn't know Jimbo Mathis. I didn't know who that was. Um, Nor I. I didn't know. But he seems like a cool guy. I mean, on during mm-hmm. this, uh, he seems like he had the more interesting kind of personality during this interview. Um, he really had a kick of, over Tim's performance, which they saw one, that they met each other at a house party. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought their music was good. Like I listened to the record; it was very nice, very like kind of just old classic kind of country sounding. It's very pretty. You know what? I want to listen to it a little more. I liked hearing Andrew Bird talk about how, you know, Jimbo Mathis has these flourishes and things that you don't really hear at all in modern music. I think the fact that I listen, I've had periods of my life where I listen to a lot of country blues and a lot of classic country and a lot of that, like you said, Appalachian style music. I'm familiar with it that like hearing something new by these guys isn't like you know doesn't it sounds throwback but it doesn't it doesn't like jump out as like wow i haven't heard this in a long time where i think a lot of people maybe don't listen to that type of music very often so when I, they do I, when they I, do I hear do it jump into like, it i jump yeah. into it from time to time and i check it out but i don't spend a lot of time there um i i would say to somebody who's like oh that was really cool that andrew bird was on there but he, they didn't get into any of the meat of it Side note, Andrew Bird was on um, Mark Maron's podcast not that long ago and talked about the whole thing, you know, the, the Mark Maron experience where you get the, all the, the background, yeah. and that was a good listen. I would recommend that. If you like Andrew Bird, I think it's a, it's a good listen. I have not listened to Mark Maron in over two or three years. I just cannot do it, but Some, someday I will. Yeah, no, yeah, I just, I've just been off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, sometimes I look like I think I'm still subscribed to them, but sometimes I look and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll. This guy's interesting. Uh, so both of these guys were in the band, the Squirrel Nut Zippers. Um, That's a throwback band for for us. Interesting note: I, a kid that I went to high school with, in my that I graduated with, is currently in the Squirrel Nut Zippers. Who? Yeah. His name is Justin Carr. I wasn't very close to the music. He was a good guitar player, but he. Uh, yeah, he moved on. He was one of these guys that, like, in high school, was kind of quiet and you know, a little bit, you know, emo, quiet guy, you know, in band, but, like, wasn't hanging out with all the stoners and all the cool kids. Then he went off to college and became this super outgoing, uh, you know, very artsy, kind of crazy guy, experimental musician guy. And, um, yeah, now he's, like, a he's in the Squirrel Nut Zippers. He plays in all these wild bands and dresses up all crazy and... Um, 
squirrel nut zippers now i'm confusing them with like the the swing bands of the day of like cherry pop and daddies they're not that they're like country then i i i have to say i haven't listened to squirrel nut zippers no they are they are like a swing and jazzy kind of band but they're like a little more like punky you know a little more punk rocky ish so they bring they're like the they're like the ska or no like, I, no no you'd have you'd have to listen to them maybe maybe i mean i guess somebody might be able to call them a little bit of ska you know it's like it's like the, i think it's a guy i think the guy has like kind of a gravelly voice i think mm-hmm. like cherry poppin daddies and Big bad voodoo late daddy or you know like yeah there was like uh you know they're yeah the they're, movie, they're part the movie, of that. the swingers came out and so everyone wanted to swing dance for sure. a little bit there sure. for the two thousands and but I think the squirrel nut zippers were yeah that was, that was a scene I think the squirrel nut zippers I can't I, I feel I, like I, they were part of that but I didn't listen to them so I don't yeah know. I want to know what their song was I can't remember their song um. Uh, but whatever, I don't, I don't care. That that kind of music is. It doesn't matter, but doesn't matter. It's strange that yeah, I didn't know Andrew Bird was in them, and I also didn't know that Andrew Bird was in the the season of Fargo. Yeah, uh, I'm behind on Fargo. You know, well. I I jumped off. Uh, I've seen only in one. season three. I I saw two seasons only, but you know, I I intend to watch possibly more. I really liked the first two seasons, and season three I just could not get through. I mean, it was crazy. I just couldn't get through it. And I hear, I've heard, like, it's just like, yeah, season three is not as good as one and two, and season four is not as good as that. So it's like, do I really want to go back in if these ones are not as good? But funny that he brought up John C. Riley saying that, um, uh, you know, Andrew uh, Bird, you know, John C. Riley's advice to him was uh, don't underestimate the power of editing. So it sounds like all these guys must be pals. I, I thought it looked like Tim and, and Andrew Bird were probably buds, like because they kind of just had this very, hey, what's up, pal? You know, like it, Andrew Bird wasn't like having it, you know, too much. He was just chilling and, you know, didn't seem like very. I feel like he's he's low key, though. And, very, uh, very much. You know, you're not going to get him to say much. Beyond, so, you know. Here's a question, Jimbo Mathis. Did you see what he looked like during this? Did you were you able to wa- look at him a little bit? Uh, I confess, I did not okay. go back and see that part. Well, they're talking about him being like he could be an actor, you know, because he's the one that's you know kind of got more of the personality or whatever. And dude looks, you know, you know, identical to fucking Doc Brown from Back to the Future. I mean, like. <laughs> You know, like fucking dead ringer doppelganger of Christopher Lloyd. I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah, look at him. He's the fucking mad scientist. He's got fucking white hair sticking up everywhere. You know, and just his face just looks like Christopher Lloyd. So, um, yeah, uh, clearly he could uh, he could do that. Um, yeah. Um, I thought it was a funny question. You know, Tim, you know, asked, like, do you, you know, do you like waste the hours in the day or, you know, like um uh like this was like a I thought this was like kind of an interesting question that kind of gets to the gets to the core of of people like that's a that's an interesting question to ask somebody like are you the type of person that just like Tim kind of said yeah I like lay around in bed a lot and you know I don't know I don't know if he was implying that he's wasting the hours in the day but I know that he is because I know that he's on Twitter all the time. So I know that he's wasting hours of the day. But I think I mean, he probably looks at that as if he's, uh, you know, kind of being 
um, engaged, engaged, and I'm sure he's doing that while he's doing a million other things. So, um, but I did, th- I didn't think it was interesting. Um, and you look at somebody, you look at this guy, this you know Jimbo Mathis, and you think maybe he would be the type that would relax. He's like, no, I, you know, I'm I'm doing shit all day long, very productive person. So. Mm-hmm. So pretty good interview with those guys. Nothing crazy. Um, they talked about this royal family interview. Uh, I don't think I care about talking about that. Um, somebody, uh, you know, somebody called in with like a mushrooms joke, which didn't, you know I didn't really think was that special. Um, Tim said he had a big announcement, and then he didn't announce it. Then they like just went off on a tangent. Tim went off on a Seth Rogen Twitter story again. Him going back to Twitter, talking about how Seth Rogen is you know selling this uh, this selling handmade we- yeah selling weed and um and then they came back to the big announcement. The big announcement was that they were going to have game night, and uh, that the Oscars. That that was a, big, a bigger announcement than un, you know, kind of last second. He said the Oscar special for On Cinema is happening, um, mm-hmm. but d- did not without a lot of fanfare or like he didn't even use that as the big announcement. So I, I feel don't like know. another announcement maybe could have been that he's recording another album. That yeah, he did. Well, an, I, I he did that announce came that out a little later. Yeah. So there was lots of announcements. Um, they said they said we were playing game night. They said they were gonna maybe play Pictionary, and I was like, "That's perfect for fucking game night." Pictionary would be perfect. It's the crowd yeah. could play along. You could have a couple of zoomers on, and definitely Pictionary is like just always have a always video funny. Feed of it, like let's you know let's get that video feed of like people drawing at the board, like the yeah. old win loser draw like board setup. Sure, you know, the way they used to film that, like let's yes. let's let's interact. You know, they they did the dime thing during the. Like shooting the the, the football yes. thing. Like let's do some Pictionary. Let's do win, lose, or draw. Let's let's interact with people and then also have them just be in a room playing a game. Like I feel like that's what was missing is the trivia. You know, let's take that in between the game. You know, yes, Go to a zoomer yes. and the and zoomer do for some trivia. That, trivia exactly. And I think if you were playing Pictionary, Pictionary is the kind of thing where you're like. You get mad if somebody you don't get mad, but you're like, "Come on, man! You didn't see that was a I was drawing a fucking you know like, it, it gets like you it gets you excited and gets you like the yeah, nerves you, going. You, you, we would get there's another, a timer, you know. There's like, oh shit, what is it? Oh, I don't know. This is hard to draw and like, you know, it's very much. It's like the you know like when they played Taboo on a much more on a much lower scale, almost like a heads up type of thing where they're like, you know, there's a time limit and you're trying to get things and you definitely discover a lot about your friends when you play a game with them that's like interactive like that like how they do in that moment and so you this is the opportunity you have a game night like let's do that and it's very lackluster when it's just people you know listening to people do trivia like trivia is like one of the most boring game experiences even (laughs) as you're playing it it's boring so yeah um, sorry you know to be blasting game night again <laughs> yet again but it's just like there's an opportunity here and doug was trying to get there with the, the boys and they're just like uh you know let's eat subs instead and talk about that burritos i had a burritos i had a burrito subway talk you know let's have I'd, subway talk for an hour subway i had i had burrito uh a burrito trivia question because they're eating burritos i was like oh i'll find a burrito trivia question it was in what decade were burritos first 
that they first like arrive in the in, in the U.S. Take a crack. You're asking me. I'm asking you. In, the, in what decade? Just take a crack. I'll give you the answer, but just. A burritos arrived in the U.S. in 1980s. 1930s. 30s, okay. 1934 was the first burrito in Los Angeles that, you know, was like kind of familiar. But I thought that was an interesting one. They're eating burritos. I had a burrito question. Um, yeah, I didn't know that and I wouldn't have known because obviously. Sure, and I, it was just 80s, kind of, like, it kind of had, no had idea. a. Yeah, no, I mean, that 80s sounds more reasonable. That's like when, that's like when burritos maybe were thought of in the mainstream, but yeah. Um, Okay, Tim's going to do these record store shows. That's another kind of announcement. I didn't watch those. I guess they have been happening um, on Rough Trade. Um, yeah, the, I mean, this, none this of was... None stores are nearby me or possibly you, and well, it's virtual. an opportunity to do any of that. So. It's virtual. Yeah. Well, there was like um, a record store um, shops that were doing it, you know. At their store, you could go pick up actual merch. Oh, you're talking store. about... Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking about Record Store Day, maybe? No, I'm talking about how he was going to be... Uh, oh, was having, he selling posters and stuff? There was going to be, like, participating stores along with this, I see. you know, thing. And uh, it um, wasn't everywhere, so... After Hours was... Uh, you know, I have a few things noted. I don't know if there's that much. Um, I thought the Art Garfunkel bit that he went on was yeah. funny, and then it was like, Art, you you know, can you come out of the bath? Like, you know, when they turned, they they had that turn towards the end of the gag. That was kind of. I'm glad you brought up that because I immediately wanted to listen to my Art Garfunkel records. Like after that, like I hadn't listened in a while, and I love Art Gar- Garfunkel. He's very good and. Like, mm. but his the impression that Tim does is like so. What I imagine is he's like, and they brought up the movie Bad Timing, which I recently watched, you know, a few months back, but like hadn't seen it before. And it, that's like such a really dark movie and good movie. Like, I totally recommend watching that movie Bad Timing. Mm. It's on Criterion Collection, I believe, probably still. And yeah, uh, Love Art Garfunkel. I love the impression. Love that movie. Excellent. Um, what am I? Turkey dinner for you? That was uh, that's Tim's new line when people call and they have their phone kind of down and they're overlooking. That was funny. He did that a few times. What am I? Turkey dinner. Uh, I, I laughed at that. I had an extremely strong moment of deja vu, and this could be. Because literally this same thing happened before, or I just, or it's a glitch in the matrix. But this guy called in about this Craigslist story about this requesting of the painting thing, and um, you remember this call? The guy like called. You know, he said that like he went. He yeah, found I do a, remember. He, he, he found on Craigslist like a guy that was looking for a painting, and um, but then he's told this like other story about. Um, you know this this request and he shows up at a guy's house i don't know i just had deja vu so hard and then vic like jumps in and is like started talking about something and i don't know if this guy literally called in before and had this like brought up this same thing before or i'm just losing my mind but i like had a really intense i had to i wrote in my notes like super hard deja vu 
Um, I did have a very weird day. I, like I woke up like with an insanely painful neck, which I've you know never have had this really like I like I've slept on my neck wrong before, but this was like intense. Like I couldn't turn my head at all. Um, it went away thankfully. Um, it's and it was this getting, getting to be 40. Yeah, and it was Thursday, and like I was flying back from uh, Minneapolis, and uh, it was just like the warmest day in the Northeast. Like it was like 70 degrees, you know? And you probably remember this day. It's a very bizarre day. It was just like, why is it 70 degrees? Like the airport was boiling hot. Like nobody was prepared for a 70 degree day. They all have their heat on because it's like 20 degrees every other day. So I was just like sweating on every plane and in the airport. I thought I was, you know, thought I was getting COVID. I was like, what is happening to me? And then I was like, oh, it's 70 degrees outside. It's all a part of that Craigslist call that came through. All of this was like a deja vu thing that like happened to me. And like when I have that deja vu, I started thinking about things and getting warm and just all this stuff. Yeah, all happened. uh, My brain kicked off from there because of this deja vu that I had. Um, That Craigslist call was an interesting uh, call and I, I have to say I wasn't I've never been someone who went on Craigslist to look for, you know, commissions or something like that. I've never investigated that sort of looking into, but that's it seemed intriguing even to like the rest of them. Like Tim was like, Oh really, this is what you how you came upon this. It's like and everyone was excited and they're like, you know, did you have them you know, to have this guy you know, we'll put some extra people in the background of this painting that you're doing. Like it, it sparks. I'm telling you, this is this happened excitement. before. This happened before in my life. I've heard this same talk, but I might You've even heard the seen, same talk. I've, not this right here, but on the show, them talking to this whole thing about the Craigslist thing. I I don't think that came up before, but I liked that whole area of the show or after hours, and um, I was thinking maybe I should look at Craigslist and see what loonies <laughs> are on there to interact with maybe somebody needs something that i can deliver but the yeah it, it sounded uh it sounded um like exactly a weird thing like this antique roadshow kind of world of craigslist you could delve into and, and yeah you could get very weird stuff well that was uh, the thing like i think it was it wasn't the first part where we talked about the painting request it was like so you do this and then he was like oh i've done he started talking about some other Craigslist requests and he talked about showing up at a guy's house and it just like turned into this other thing, which is the thing that that triggered my deja vu. Anyway, um, moving on here, they, they brought up a, sh- a movie called Off the Charts, which I tracked down and watched a little bit of um, because they really talked about how great it was. And you know what? Who the the podcast? Uh, the movie podcast, the Pure Cinema podcast, they had just talked about that movie, uh, and I had literally just heard them recommending it, and I was like, "Oh, what's this?" And I made a note of it, and then, li- then the very next day, I'm listening to them talk about this. So Deja vu. It, it was, There's a glitch uh, in the Matrix here. This is what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, um, so they were talking about that exact same thing. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I looked this up too, and I was about to find out how I could see it and it seems like the only way to see it is to get like a DVD of it or something. I I got a bootleg of it offline. I found a bootleg. Um, But I'll tell you it feels like a real life Christopher Guest movie and that's just really what this is. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. it's just Christopher Guest movie, only they're real people and it's like, did people really come like it's just these 
weirdo fucking guys that wrote weirdo songs and it's like how and it's filmed in like a very uh, it looks very much like uh zwigoff like crumb you know kind of look it just kind of looks kind of dirty and old and it's beautiful it, it looks great from what i listen to it the songs are super corny the people are super yeah you know P- pcp was weird. all over it they they yeah. wanted to tell me all about it on their podcast as well yeah um it's announced that Joel Hole is going to be the next Please Please Let It Be. Is going to be the Joel Hole. So how soon after? Like we had just we were mentioning like how they should have some other Please Please know, Let It Be idea yeah. from that, and it was that. So I I feel like uh, it maybe will be enjoyed and then bagged even harder than they did with the Beatles. What do you mean? Well, they bagged you know, the I thought they finished the Beatles. Well, they did finish the Beatles. I'm just saying, like, to do a, a Billy Joel thing, like, I feel like Tim has, is sort of representing that he's not all in on Billy Joel. He's sort of, like, a little bit, you know. Yeah. Well, he's definitely not as obsessed and, and in love with it yeah, as he is the Beatles. Yeah, doesn't know as much. So. And, and that, that Vic, he is all in and loves it and, like, has a lot to say and like I'll look forward but to But I think but Billy Billy Joel's going to bring a lot of he's just like a, he's a crazy guy. You know what I mean? It already even it already kind of yeah. like like you know Tim already kind of talked about that that song and that thing that he saw where the guy like Billy Joel's like a fucking drunk and he's got a hell of a story of background and you know yeah, I heard I don't up do you listen to night, a, I think and that was selling me on listening to that for sure. I'll be all in because do you, um, I have all the records and I don't listen to Joel all the time, but I'll have to say there's a love-hate relationship sure. I have with the music. It's sort of like you'll bad go down and then the good, hole. bad and then good. You'll go down the hole. Um, I'll go down the hole. I think I, all the listeners should go down the hole. If, and I think you should go back and listen to the Beatles uh, podcast because I think you'll... Even though yeah, you're yeah, like I probably sick of would. the Beatles, like no. you will still enjoy that podcast. No, I it's I know. I, I know. Very I good. kind of I kind of just almost out of like I give this universe too much of my time that I was like I can't like I cannot afford to give another however many hours to that. Like I just only have so much time in my life that I'm like, I'm sorry. I've given I, you enough. I get, like, I get like, that, I can't, but like, instead of doing the Twitter, you know, stuff that you do with Tim, go and shift it to like that. Which I don't do really any Twitter. I don't do any Twitter stuff with Tim. I just go on Twitter sometimes, and I see ten thousand messages from Tim in the past. I day. get. It. I have way more time to listen to podcasts, and yeah, so you're, yeah, I, yes, I love. Yes. I'm At loving work, all that stuff. You're getting paid while you listen to podcasts. I can't do that. So you have all the time in the world to listen. Not all the time in the world, but you can literally listen to them at work. So that's a different, different I kind sure of sitch. Yes. Um, so, uh, what did I have here? Um, I had one more thing I wanted to talk about, but I think I'm forgetting what that was. Um, yeah, uh, during game night, I thought this was, we've talked about this before. I thought it was kind of funny. The, um, Tim talked about how he's recording an audio book. Well, the tiny Tim, he the tiny Tim, yeah, yeah. Do the tiny Tim and I thought it was very funny that he said, "Let me let me just show you guys what happens when I read something." And I know. He, he can't get through a fucking sentence without flubbing. I and know. It, 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 he's like, the, he's like, "How am I going to do this?" And it's like, "Well, Tim, you are not the guy 
to do that. Like you are. I feel like he struggle. should go full flubbing because that is who they are are hiring. Like he should just embrace his flubs and just let it happen. Like an audiobook that has flubs in it. I, don't I mean, know how many audiobooks have flubs? Like they they edit everything's out. Yeah. So let the flubs happen. Bring that to the table of like hiring Tim Heidecker to do your podcast. Oh, you know? I see what you're saying. Like embrace the flub. You're saying embrace the flubs. I let him just have flub central all the way through. And, and leave it in. Leave it in. Okay. Definitely. I mean, I just, it's going to be very. If you're listening. should just <laughs> embrace it and flub the names and do all the, the, the you know, the on cinema flubs that he does and embrace it. Go with it. I, I don't know yeah. how much work he puts into the on cinema flubs, but if he's flubbing in real life. I don't think he's putting in any work. I think he just, it happens naturally. He just leans I, into it. I agree. I think he does, but there's a way that he could just. Embrace the flubs and make it comedy. And you hired me to do this. I'm flubbing. Let's not edit it out because, you know. Yeah, because it's a fucking uh, stupid Tiny Tim book anyway. He's, like, he's still, I mean, he's notorious for it. So let's just, you know, embrace it, Tim, I'd okay. say. Okay. I, I think I agree with that. That's a good That's a good call. Um, Tim's daughter has a YouTube show she's starting up. That's very cute. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Tim's children will be like in the future. Like how... You know what I mean? Will they be hilarious? You I'm know? hoping that none of Tim's children like really like can completely rebel against him and become like the opposite like worst it's, it's person. Lawy- but, lawyers. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think that's a good uh, time to wrap up here. We went pretty long today. Um. And uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything else. I'd say. Um, yeah, I I didn't know what I would say about any of this. And I hope I wasn't too cruel or, you know, I just want to be someone who gives their honest opinion and just you're wor- be that person. You know? Well, you're worried about your game night hatred? <laughs> I, well, you know, they should, if they put out something that it's, they should, they, there's something to work to improvement, then that's what they should I don't, get, I don't, know? listen, some game nights have been my favorite things. Exactly. Like they, yeah. So and some haven't, and some shows have been. I've loved them. So, it, it you never know what you're gonna get. Like I had said, hey, let's not record on Friday because they're doing game night on Saturday. Um, I I'm it's worth it for me to watch that, and I think that it's nice for us to give our little bit of input. Whether I don't know how far it goes, but you know, some people do listen to this show, and they're either gonna tend to agree with us or disagree with us or whatever. It's just like going and writing a comment on the Patreon. We're able to just use our voice here to tell them what we think. Obviously, we love everything they do, and we love the boys, and we're just being like critical of the things we like. We love Hothead Hotline. Game Night maybe needs more games and more engagement and more stakes from the guys because that that kind of brings more emotion out of the things. And those would be the two the two main notes here from the from the week. Yeah, if 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 we're gonna be, you know, listening to Game Night. Hopefully they're they're gonna bring more to it to keep us coming back, you know, and wanting. I to think that, I think like I think that they thought in the past. Oh, you know what? The best part is just when people call up with random trivia. I think that they probably thought that, and so let's just do that. Like that's what it ends up being anyway. But I think what we learned after doing that is like, no, no, you do need that other aspect of it. Even though there's even though there's a lot of that from the Zoomers. Not to mention they went about two hours. Like they didn't do it for even close to as long. They went. They were going for four and a half hours before. I think they did like two and a half hours. So, um, that's like you know, 
and maybe that's just because the vibe wasn't going good. I, I, I don't know. Tim said he had stuff to do, but it was just like, you know, imagine doing a 5 p.m. to 7.30 local time thing. It's just kind of a... Your energy can't be there where it needs to be at that weird hours of the night. Like It was dinner time. It was hanging out with the boys and then going to bed early. But for me, it was like listening, and I'm just like, this two hours is very long and not bringing See, I much. Had, and, I, had it, I had it on and I was watching it and like cooking dinner and like it was totally fine. And I, I enjoyed um, that. I, I enjoyed just being in the world with the guys. And I did spend a while on Zoom because I was trying to get on. And that's a totally different thing. I mean, again, it's just to- being in that Zoom yeah. is like uh, I not- hate to be the Debbie down of the, the two of us. You know, like you obviously are enjoying it, and I'm sure many people no, no. are enjoying it. No, no, being no. I'm there. being I'm being critical. I would have said the same thing. I took zero notes. Okay, that's that's how I thought about if if game night's going good. It's not like I go in and say hey, I need to take notes on game night. But usually, when game night is going good, I'm like shit. I have to write this down because this is hilarious. Okay, or I have to like note something that was mention worthy the next day, and, and no- nothing was. Well, even th- though that's true you say you took no, no notes we've just talked about it for a long time and there yes. were there the were note. nuggets of of funny things within all of the jumble of what it was but i would say you know i feel because we've already gotten so many other good game nights now everything we're comparing yeah, expectations it. expectations are high. We're comparing it and I just and I want to see him do Pictionary or, or something, win, lose, or draw or whatever it would be fun. So try it out, see what happens. I mean, maybe if it happens, we'll know that that was no good, and they'll, <laughs> they'll tell us so. How well, look, here's out. what I here, Vic wanting to play video games. I think that would be no good. Okay, that I could just already guess that that wouldn't be good. Watching people play video games is not fun, unless you're maybe like maybe Vic big should gamer. just start a Twitch page, and you know you can join sure. him on Twitch. I w- but listen, I, I don't want to watch that on a game night. Not honestly, a game night. Either. Hell no. I watch Brent play video games. He goes live on Twitch. Have you ever done? Have you ever watched Brent play video games? No. I mean, I I joined Twitch and I thought I might watch people, but I I haven't. Sign uh, up for sign up for Brent. It's very funny. He plays like. Nintendo games that like you would recognize. He played like Ducktales. I, I signed up for Thomas Middleditch, and I have a, I could Ugh. barely get through five seconds. So Thomas I was Middleditch. Like, Why would you yeah. sign up for that dork? I don't know. I just <laughs> thought he's funny, <laughs> but oh, I do not. I hate. I, I don't want to say I hate anybody, but I, I, I do funny, not get. But I don't. I, I signed up for that, but I I just can't watch people play video games. Like I yeah. I could watch you play video games when we were you know thirteen, Kids. but yeah, 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 can't watch. No, you know, no. The thing, listen, Brent is basically does like a stand-up comedy, not stand-up comedy, but he basically just he's doing his Brent thing, you know. You so you can turn on at any moment, and you don't have to like see what the beginning is or what the end is. It's basically instead of looking at his face talking, you're just looking at a weird little video game of him bouncing around as fucking yeah. Scrooge McDuck or something, and it's sure mildly, sort of... mildly entertaining. Same same with, like, his, his video game uh, music show. I don't know if you ever listened to that. Um, I haven't. Legacy Music Hour is... It has such a time, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to listen to it all the time, but sometimes I do, and sometimes I absolutely love it. It's, like, the driest... Just mentioning these long-named Japanese composers of weird video games you've never heard of and, like, really breaking down the music. It's absurd that it exists i feel and like I, I listened to a poundcast where they were he had somebody on that had video games that they went back and 
discussed and you need to you need to check this out it's very funny because these the songs are like a minute long and like they're like all right like let's listen to this and they're like i feel like this is the guy the they guy just, was on on podcast i'm sure yeah they had he's got like a couple co-hosts and you know it's been going for fucking years like it's like a super they've been doing it forever and it's such a weird thing. But again, you got to be in the mood for that kind of thing. And you have to like that. This would be the same with watching people play video games on Twitch. Like it's not a, a de- it's not a home run every time you're going to do it. And definitely watching like frustrated Tim and Doug playing video games. I just don't think it was visually entertaining. But playing, what, playing it, it fucking. depends what they play. I, I wouldn't want to just say it wouldn't work. And they could try it out. But I feel like, you know, that's. Maybe where we'd come in and say A plus or you know B yeah no I I don't think so I just think that it's there's too much out of your control like you know you want to have control of the game that's why Pictionary is fun that's why a game where like you are even when even when they did trivia when it was not the the guests asking the questions you know what I mean mm-hmm. because if it's it's more fun when you know Doug asks the questions or Vic or Matt or whoever's turn it is to ask the questions. There's a, a little bit more uh, control of yes, what is interesting. Yes, that's the point. That, that is the point. You can control what is interesting. You can make a joke here or there. And when you leave it all up to the, the Zoomers, who are obviously just going online and Googling weird trivia things. These people don't know these facts. They're just like reading off their computer random stupid trivia. Yes. And not even, a lot of times, like, not doing it properly. They're like, oh, shit, I lost the page. I don't know what happened. You know, it's like, not oh ready. Not, God. I mean, it, you know, the concept, the concept is an, a good idea until it plays out, and then we were, you know, present for that, and it wasn't a success. You know, it's not tight. It's not, like, uh, what you want to listen to or enjoy. <laughs> like, you could, I say, jump in there and do that, spring that on, you know, have people ready to do that if they want to be, but the whole show that way thumbs down all right well we'll we'll finish with that positive note from joe joe always bringing that positivity um i'll mention i i hit up carl this week and tried to i he he always loved the pod chino he loves al pacino pod chino was like his thing he even joked one time about saying you know what i'll just do the pod chino recap podcast and I said, that's a great idea, Carl. You should do that because you're obviously not interested in doing this podcast with me. That was kind of a running gag we had. So I hit him up and I said, hey, Carl, what would you think? Would you want to come on for like a little special segment where we talk about the, you know, if you want to do a little Podchino fun just to kind of lean into the fun. I was trying to kind of just like not leave it on this sour note because I haven't spoken to the boy and um, no response. So. I guess me and Carl are in a dark place here. It's, uh, you know, I didn't want it to go down like that. I'm trying to be the, you know, kind of bigger guy and say, <coughs> you know, let's um, let's squash it and um, <coughs> maybe even like, you know, have, you know, talk to him for a couple minutes and see how he's doing. But I guess he's not interested in that. So hopefully well, I didn't maybe hurt, hurt his feelings. This, if he's a listener, he could He doesn't be. listen. He definitely does not listen to this. He didn't listen to it when we did it. I know he's not listening to it now. He doesn't even listen to fucking office hours. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, but he does his other podcasts, you know. So if you want to you know, each their own, if 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 people want to bail on office hours, you know, maybe they want to bail on doing podcasts about office hours. So they, yeah, they're entitled, yeah, yeah. and it's all good. It's all good. It's all um, good. Okay, well, that's the end of the show, everybody. Sorry, we went a little long today, and um, 
we thank you for tuning in and check out Joe's art, Joseph Allen art, uh, com and Joseph Allen art on Instagram. You can check out my stuff, lostpiledfilms.com, tigershrimprecords.com. The movie's called Solo Project on Amazon. You can check that out if you want to support my work. We're on Twitter. <laughs> Not really on Twitter very much. I'm on WLHF Pod on Twitter. You know, we got a few followers. We get a couple followers every week. It's nice. I try to interact with some people here and there. Um, I no see, f- see a couple likes going to the yeah, show. Yeah, you get a couple likes. Not, nothing. We're not tearing down the... You know, the <laughs> Less ripping it down, but <laughs> <laughs> less than ten. But our, you know what, our viewership has been pretty good. I mean, it's like you know, a couple hundred. You know, like I, you know, I don't, people don't share this kind of stuff. But I don't give a fuck. You know, there's like a few hundred people that are listening. You know, like you can tell. So whatever. Well, maybe some of these hundreds of people that listen want to, you know, chime in from time to time, have their own point of view on things. You know, maybe I don't contact care. that. Contact yeah. us. And Con- whatever. You don't have to. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time for it. Um, all right. See you next week, everybody. Take care. Bye.